0: Hello and welcome to the Your Love Stories podcast. Today is Monday, January 20th, 2020, and I'm here with Dick and Ruth who met when they were in their 20s in the year 1967, and they've been married for 52 years. So, <laughs> welcome to the show, Dick and Ruth.
1: Thank you. <laughs>
0: we'll be we'll be quiet. No, I no, I want you to talk. <laughs> So you said you met in 1967
1: was that? Yeah we were living in uh, Connecticut at the time. I was working for uh technical college mm-hmm.
2: uh,
1: in Norwalk uh, Connecticut
2: mm-hmm. and
1: Ruth was working at IBM which was just a little north of uh, New York City.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, uh, as part of the uh, teaching thing, I developed uh, a couple of good friends, and one of them was Gary Johnson. And we were talking one day about what college we'd gone to, Mm -hmm. and it turned out he and I went to the same college, and Ruth went to the same college. Oh, But she wasn't there uh, until I graduated, but we, so the connection was UConn. (laughs) Okay. And uh, so we got talking about Yukon and all that sort of stuff, and 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 Gary and his wife they knew they knew Ruth, so they said, uh, well it was a fix up. They said, why don't you come over for dinner, and we've got a friend who's also from Yukon, and we'll have dinner. Okay. So that's how we that's how we met. She came over, and uh, uh, it was kind of a blind date. But yeah. We so- uh, we met that way, and we spent the evening together. And as the evening went on, I'm saying, boy, she's. Pretty neat. (laughs) She looked pretty good. She 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 had a great personality, and uh, uh, I was kind of getting hooked pretty quick. (laughs) And she seemed to react in a similar way. So Mm
2: -hmm.
1: we agreed to uh, to meet again fairly soon. Mm -hmm. And to make a short story short, we were married six months later.
0: Oh my (laughs) gosh! Why so quickly?
1: (laughs) Well, we just it just it just hit it off, and. uh, I don't know how it happened, but all of a sudden I popped the question after about six months. Mm-hmm. And she said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So most people let this go on for a year or two, but right. we just jumped right in. and uh, yeah. Probably the best, smartest thing I ever did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you had both already graduated college and you were yeah, beginning yeah. your careers. And- right.
1: I was I was teaching science at this technical college, and she was working for IBM, as I said. Mm-hmm. So we were just starting out. She was 22, and I was 26 okay. when we met.
0: Okay. So how did you propose? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, do you remember?
1: Yeah, I do. We were sitting on on uh, folding chairs at a barbecue, talking about this or that, and then I was getting really nervous because I was I had to ring and. We kind of knew that this was going to happen, but mm-hmm. she had no idea it would be this quick.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, I took a deep gulp and, and, <laughs> and said, would you marry me? And I was shaking. Oh. <laughs> and she, she said, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so that day at the barbecue, which is probably about four months after we met,
2: mm-hmm.
1: that's when I uh, popped the question.
0: And then, so you just planned the wedding right away, just in just a couple months. Yeah.
1: Uh, once her mother found out about it, it was hell to pay. She was on it. Oh. <laughs>
0: so she took care of everything? She took
1: care of everything.
0: I don't, re- I don't remember that at all. <laughs> no. Yeah.
1: Your mother was, uh, she was going to make this happen. Yeah. Yeah. And so in November 19th, 1967, we were married in downtown New York at a big monster hotel.
2: Oh, okay.
1: And they were... Hundreds of people uh my family is small, but Ruth had all kinds of relatives and so on, so I
2: did
1: yes yes you did <laughs> oh, oh well uh we had a great time it uh number of people that I knew on her side was three or four
0: <laughs> uh-huh
1: and there were probably a hundred or so
0: uh-huh
1: and then my 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 side, my dad was uh was there. My mother had died several years earlier, so she couldn't make it. And mm-hmm. then my brother, my sister, and a couple of aunts and uncles, and that was that was it. Mm-hmm. Well, we had a great time. It was wonderful.
0: Well, yeah, and you got to know all of her, all of her family. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Following that, we, the same day we went on our honeymoon to uh, Bahamas. Mm-hmm. We had a great time.
2: Did? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I don't remember. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I'm terrible. Yeah.
1: But the real honeymoon came later. Because one of Ruth's relatives that I had not met actually lived in London. Uh-huh. And uh, she had heard all about this, this guy that Ruth had met but didn't know anything about me or see me, uh, see a picture or anything.
2: Right.
1: So she sent a letter saying she would like us to come over and spend some time with her. And she said, oh, geez, you know, pretty expensive. She says, don't worry about it. Entirely paid for.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: Three weeks in Europe. Oh my gosh! Now
2: <laughs> well,
0: that's and we the spent, honeymoon.
1: We spent time with uh, her aunt about a week, who happened to be the best cook I ever saw, <laughs>
2: uh,
1: and we had a great time. We went around London, and then we rented a car, and we had no idea how you get from uh, the UK to the to the uh, continent.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And somebody said, "Well, there's a, there's a." Uh, That was before the tunnel was there. No, anyway, the tunnel had just been built. They say anyway, you go to uh, the south side of of the island, and you go over and you land in Calais, France. So I rented a car, and uh, we went over there, driving on the right side, want to make sure I don't have an accident before I get there. So we get over into Europe, and we spent uh, two and a half weeks just driving around with no particular plan oh my gosh we went to amsterdam we went to paris we went to uh rome oh just just driving around switzerland
0: that is Um, so brave yeah just you were just
1: well it was brave and also stupid because i found out when i got back when i turned in the rental car the guy who who received the rental car said did you take this on the continent yeah Mm mm-hmm you can't do that. Oh. This, these cars are not allowed out of out of United Kingdom. Oh, oh. no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just a dumb American. Yeah. yeah. I
1: mean, that's, that was basically, that's we had no idea life. what we were doing. We stayed in bed and breakfast and things like that.
0: So was it, was it restrictions on the type of car that you, uh, do you have any idea? Well. Or was it just the plate or something? Do you know? Yeah,
1: I, I guess I had no idea what I did wrong. Right but i said well okay take the keys we have a flight to go to catch and we did and we left but i could tell something was fishy because as we would stop at each border Mm -hmm. the uh you had to show your passport and Mm -hmm. so on and i would get these funny looks uh of course we didn't speak the language so the guy would ask me a question i didn't know what he was talking about and i guess they had never encountered any anything like that before because they they would just wave me on like I don't know what to do with this guy. We've <laughs> never had anybody this stupid go through. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. So they would wave me on, <laughs> and just then like, we just go to the next one. <laughs>
0: right? It was, it was, uh, that's hilarious. Oh yeah, so it's, right? it's
1: uh, it the great. greatest trip we ever had. Okay. Never forget any minute of it. I bet. Yeah.
0: I bet. I would love to travel over in Europe yeah. sometime, in the right car. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Not the way we did. But.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And you just, so you just, you had no idea where you were.
1: No, we, you uh, had
0: maps or, I mean, you well, know. you,
1: you could, uh, you could buy these maps. Uh, AAA used to have these little maps. and remember they fold up. Mm-hmm, You're probably mm-hmm. too young to remember that. No,
0: no, map. I remember. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, so we would have a big map of where we we're going. So the first stop we made was in Amsterdam. And then from there we went to Paris. So we just kind of look at the map and say, well, I've heard of this town, I've heard of that town, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I've heard of Switzerland, let's just get get a sharpie and just make a
3: path.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. (laughs) And
1: uh, sometimes we'd stay uh, in one place for a few days and sometimes just a few hours, but boy, we saw the whole place. Wow. Yeah. I'm jealous. (laughs) (laughs) And we have have some pictures of that, uh, which we look at. The kids make fun of us
0: you're young and stupid? Or... Right. Yes. <laughs> exactly. They're jealous too, yeah, though. Probably, yeah. That's a wonderful story.
1: So then we came back to the States. Uh We weren't arrested or anything. Uh, <laughs> we came back to the States and got back, back to uh, where we were living. This was Norwalk, Connecticut. I think I already said that. And got back on our jobs. Mm-hmm. Then... Probably the next big transition in our, our marriage was uh, when we were sitting around one night, uh, I was lamenting the fact that with a bachelor's degree in chemistry, you really can't go very far. Okay. And I, I, I kept saying, well, I should have gone to grad school. And then Ruth says, and she did this a lot during our marriage. Well, quit talking about it. Let's do it. Okay. So, Well, wait a minute, how do you do it? So. I took a, a it's called a GRA test to get into graduate school. Okay. And I sent it to various colleges and they all came back accepting me. Oh. And the reason was that I was 26 and before I got to that technical college, I worked as a, a, a scientist at Pratt & Whitney Aircraft. So I had this kind of experience. Mhm. And the admission people apparently because I was going to go in science uh like that and they looked at the uh, results, and my graduate record score was v- really good. Mm-hmm. So they called me and said, "Come on, even Harvard uh, wow. accepted me." Wow! All the other schools would pay pay for my tuition. They call it a uh, like a grant or a, a scholarship. Grant, yeah. A grant. Okay. Is there uh, somebody upstairs? No, no, I can feel it. I lost my track. I think it was. Sorry. I think it was yeah. the
0: heat. The heat
1: came on. Yeah.
0: Oh, so you said that um, you, you decided to go to grad school, right? And Ruth was like. Stop talking so, yeah, about it. Do right, it exactly.
1: So, <laughs> so, and I started thinking about it. Yeah, put you, yeah duh.
0: Put your yeah, pen where it, your mouth is yeah. and, right. and and apply. And, uh, so, which one did you choose? Then? Uh,
1: University of Virginia, and we we kind of loved it there, although because uh, it's a really famous school.
0: So Ruth Jefferson. had to leave her job then. Yes, Because you her job, relocated,
1: and we relocated. Fortunately, she got a job. There was an IBM branch in Charlottesville, which is oh. where the school is.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: I went to work in the lab trying to get my degree. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I got a master's degree. Uh, I was on a PhD track but there was another event that occurred that somehow a a baby came along. (laughs) I don't know how it happened. (laughs) (laughs) So our oldest son Mark was born in uh, Charlottesville. I started to get worried because here I have a new baby. Uh, The money that I was getting was Not very much. Right. And she wasn't getting paid a lot. And so we had a family and I had done an interview with the Dow Chemical Company in Michigan and they hired me on the spot. So I said, well, PhD is another three years. And and at that time, PhDs were not getting jobs. Oh, so it wasn't
0: quite worth the investment.
1: So I was getting scared saying, i got a family now, i got to take care of it. So I took the job and passed up on the PhD in Michigan. Uh, Midland, Michigan.
0: Kind of a uh transition of climate. <laughs> so.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the the uh, the campus at the University of Virginia was absolutely breathtaking. It was it was a, founded by Thomas Jefferson back in the seventeen eighties, something like that, seventeen nineties. Okay. Yeah. And uh it's got a, a tremendous history and uh, really top top notch faculty and I learned a lot there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had more important things to worry about, so right. we, we put, we had a Volkswagen bug, mm-hmm. so we put Mark, I'm embarrassed to say this, but we put him in the back seat in a cardboard box <laughs> <laughs> that we couldn't fit the,
2: pretty, oh well.
0: the little baby
1: thing in it, <laughs> and we drove all the way from Charlottesville to Michigan. So here we are in Midland, Michigan.
0: So. That's quite a weather, quite a weather change. Yeah,
1: it got pretty rough sometimes. Pretty, pretty cold. Yeah. But it was a good company and uh, I had a pretty good job doing mm-hmm. stuff I really loved. Oh. Uh, and uh, Ruth didn't work, she took care of Mark, and then a couple of more came along as we were there, mm-hmm. exactly three years apart.
0: Oh, <laughs> nice timing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Uh, and Ruth uh, adjusted because she was a city girl. And this was kind of the boonies.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, she was from she, New York City. Yeah, and from a career girl uh, and, and to a stay-at-home yeah,
1: mom. So, uh, so her career be, became stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing how she adjusted because she, she has the ability or had the ability to make friends almost immediately. Because everybody liked her.
0: Just like with you,
1: yeah, well, not quite the same <laughs> well <laughs> so all of a sudden we found ourselves surrounded by all of these friends that love Ruth that's and they they'd come and say hello to me <laughs> uh, and uh and then she got involved in uh, she became the president of the nursery school where our kids were mm-hmm. and got charities and she was just busy as all get out I bet yeah,
2: I don't remember any of
1: it yeah. Let's see where am I I'm I'm in Midland Michigan now and this is uh I got the job in 1970 mm-hmm. and actually retired 30 years later but there's some uh interesting things that happened between 1970 and, and uh now
2: Yeah so, tell me so.
0: Yeah tell me
1: turned out we had, well, we had three great kids, two boys and a girl. Mm-hmm. They turned out to be great kids. They're all prospering and have families of their own. Mm-hmm. And uh, I gave a lot of credit to her for the way these kids turned out. Because one of the problems with being a uh, father and the job that I had is I had to travel
2: oh. a lot yeah too. so right. i
1: was going to japan and, and europe and south america and, and you know I just
0: so you were gone for long stretches
1: yeah two to three weeks at a time and uh,
2: oh
0: wow
1: yeah she took care of it all she just yeah. i didn't have to worry and she was ap- actually happy to see me when i got home <laughs> <laughs>
2: maybe not now <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah
2: it's all right <laughs>
1: uh but Uh, The reason I mention the the kids right now is that we had uh, so much fun during those years of of doing things with the kids. And I just wrote down all of the little adventure vacations that we took during that period. For instance, let's see, we started out with a trip uh, with a camper all the way from Midland, Michigan to California and down to the Grand Canyon and then oh, back ooh. up to Texas and so on. Wow. In one trip? Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, we had a wonderful time. And yeah. the kids still talk about it to this day. It's yeah. just, it was exhausting driving. Well, she was driving and so she we shared it. But. Mm-hmm. And it was also amazing because we had an old junky uh, van that we towed a pop-up camper behind uh-huh. Uh-huh. and I wasn't sure it was going to make it, but it actually did. So, so that we did that. And then, uh, uh, I introduced the kids to bluegrass, even Jenny, when she was three years old, went to her first bluegrass festival
0: Okay,
1: and we would camp there and the kids would run around and just love the music and mm-hmm. we just had a great time. So we'd stay three or four days, probably
0: to like a festival, or? Festival
1: bluegrass festivals. And we'd probably go to two or three a year.
0: Uh, in in Michigan, or and, would you do the ones in Indiana? Cause
1: uh, were... We did one in Virginia, actually. Oh, we drove all the way back to Virginia because that's a big bluegrass place. We did uh, Bean Blossom, Indiana, right? Okay, and then there were several in Michigan.
0: Okay,
1: and it was it was great fun. I'd stay up all night, t- two or three in the morning, playing away. <laughs> uh huh. And Ruth would be right by my side. She loved it. Yeah. One of the—that's probably one of the reasons I married her. I discovered oh, she liked bluegrass. Look what
0: just yeah. went by. So, so when you when you first met her, you talked about bluegrass and found out that she liked bluegrass. Yeah, is that
1: what uh, she, she had no idea what it was. It, it's, oh, yeah, she's right. city girl from New York, and this is the '50s, '60s kind of music doo-wop and, mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. she thought probably it was a little rednecky. Oh,
2: uh, yeah. to begin with, <laughs> but
1: then I dragged her to these things and. I noticed she started start to tap her toe now. <laughs> and then whenever I proposed another Bluegrass Festival, yeah, yeah let's go. So let's much go. fun. Okay. So we did a lot of that.
0: And were you, when you went to these festivals, were you were just playing, like, would you join in with any, or, or would you just yeah, play the, in what, the, in the... Lawn with Yeah, the well,
1: the, the way it works is they would had professionals come in on a stage, Sure, there's, there's usually an old wagon, right. stand up and you'd hear the guys who were really good. Mm-hmm. And then when they were done, they'd finish about midnight. Uh-huh. Then all of us novices would get around a campfire and we'd okay. pick and sing until two, three in the morning sometimes. Okay. And that was so much fun. I couldn't stand it. I yeah. love it. Still do it yeah. to this day. So that was... Uh, and, oh, the unfortunate thing is none of my kids have picked up an instrument. I, I'll never forgive them for that. <laughs> All that work I did to get you <laughs> brainwashed in bluegrass, and look, none of you can play a guitar.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, they never did in school nothing? They, no. No?
1: But they they still like it, though.
0: Yeah. They still like it. Nothing. Choir? Did they sing? sing? I mean, usually uh, the schools yeah, encourage well, something. Yeah, they
1: did music. Uh, Mark's choice of instrument was... Drums. <laughs> that was understand. a big mistake. Joel <laughs> picked trumpet. Okay. And I think he holds the record as being the worst trumpet player in the school.
2: <laughs>
0: and Jennifer
1: did piano lessons and got to be fairly good. And to this day, she can she can play. So oh, piano.
0: okay. So you're being salty about them not playing an instrument.
1: But well, it's got to be the right instrument. It's, no, it's not got to be blue bluegrass, <laughs> like a banjo. <laughs>
0: no prejudice <laughs> right. at all there.
1: The point of all of this is that our our kids. And Ruth and I uh, thoroughly enjoyed the growing up part. We we had a great time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: For the most part, it was that great. <laughs> and we, we had a wonderful time. So we have three. We got them all through college. And uh, they all got good jobs. And the best news is they all married wonderful spouses. Oh,
0: mm-hmm. That is
1: uh, a comfort. And they all seem to like each other. You and I always comment about that. Right just get, look how they seem to get along <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: that's, they that's really wonderful. do like each other so yeah. good example so that's
1: been a, a good life yeah so here we are in uh during the 2000s uh we 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 traveled to florida every winter and that was good and so we had a kind of a quiet life and we did we we would see uh
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. <That laughs> <was> fine. Except <laughs> when you blew
1: your stack. That's when the only time. <laughs> so, uh, and you know, we, for that period from 2000 to 2012, we were very content, and happy. Yeah.
2: Back and but
1: then we got the bad news that Ruth uh, had, was diagnosed with uh, ovarian cancer.
2: Oh.
1: And uh, that kind of changed. Uh, t- changed the climate. Changed everything. Fortunately, we had a good oncologist who, at least, drove it, drove it into remission with with uh, chemo. Mm-hmm. But one of the uh, characteristics of ovarian cancer is it has a tendency to recur.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And she's had three recurrences. Right now, she's in remission again. That's great. And, <laughs> Yes, that's great. <laughs> and during that period. Uh, the chemo, uh, one one of the side effects of chemo is, uh, chemo brain, which basically you lose cognition skills and so on. So as time went on, I began to notice that she was losing cognition skills, short term Mm -hmm. memory and so on. And probably due to the chemo, because there was no history of dementia in our family. Right. but it's now developed into full full scale dementia. So she has trouble remembering just about it, anything. Mm-hmm. So uh, my my role has changed. I'm a chief uh, caregiver, mm-hmm. and I'm happy to do it. We uh, tell each other we love each other every day. Right. Big hugs. <laughs> well,
2: and I, I let's do, not go. Let's I, not go too far. <laughs> yeah. And
1: uh, I. Uh, do my best to take care of her, and uh, yeah.
2: and he does
1: well. It's like I tell people: this when you get married, you sign up, just have a little contract, and it says part of the contract is in sickness and in health. So yeah, that's, that's, right. Right. that's that's what yeah. I'm doing.
2: <laughs> right. One Sorry,
1: of the one away. of the characteristics of Ruth that's always struck me, right from the very beginning, was she's probably the kindest person that I've ever met. She would no more. Makes somebody feel bad than yeah. than anything. I mean, she she's extremely kind, which I think is why a lot of people kind and of gravitated towards we're her. We're drawn and to her. Even in her present condition, she's still kind. Yeah. We go out to dinner. She stops and and uh, and coos over babies she sees, and the parents are all <laughs> beaming. <Yeah. laughs> yeah. And then she'll tell people, "Oh, that's that's a nice. You have nice boots on." and you have Aww. a great co just does these things.
0: It's just her nature.
1: Just her nature. Yeah. My nature's
0: <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let's go. Let's go. I I don't don't move. <laughs> yeah.
1: So anyway, that was one of the characteristics that got me hooked.
0: Yeah, you mm. noticed right away. Right
1: away. And that gets us to, to where we are today.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and my favorite last question to ask people is, what is your favorite food that Ruth used to make
1: for you? Meatloaf.
0: Was it meatloaf? She I've gotten that a lot. She it rocked did? the
1: meatloaf, yes. Oh. Jeez. Uh, good old home cooking Oh, man, I just, when I'd come in and I'd smell the meatloaf going, and then we'd have mashed potatoes and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that, and to this day, that's still my favorite meal.
0: Is it? <laughs> yeah. And now do you make it? So what's your favorite thing cuz are you mostly the one who cooks everything now?
1: Well, it's uh I don't cook that much. I do cook, but uh we go out a lot mm. because both of us enjoy getting out of the house. Mhm. Yeah. And so we go to a lot. Of so we go out three times a week maybe. Mhm. And then I have some dishes that uh I have a macaroni casserole that's to die for.
2: Ooh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> And my son sent us some Omaha steaks for Christmas, so I do that kind of stuff. A lot of grilling. Out on the grill. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Well, thank you so much for...
1: Well, thank you for listening. It was kind of fun reliving reliving some of this stuff.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I appreciate you telling me your story.
3: Pick her up behind me. Last night I slept in a sycamore tree with the wind and rain all around me, and I would sleep in a warm feather bed. Pick her behind me. Oh, the girl I left, the girl I left, the girl I left behind me. If I cross that bridge again, pick her up behind me.
0: Guests and all of my friends and family who have helped me create this podcast, including my husband, John. You're welcome. My daughter, Hallie, for creating the cover art and helping with my website, and my son, Duncan, for writing, recording, and producing the music. You can hear more of Duncan's music under the name DJDK in iTunes or your favorite streaming service. This podcast is recorded, edited, and produced by me. And please subscribe so you can hear the new episodes that will be out on Mondays.
1: We always appreciate a five-star rating, and all feedback is welcome. If you'd like us to read your story, send it to us on email at Podcast at gmail.com.
0: Thank you for listening, and please visit our website at yourlovestoriespodcast.com.